0: Welcome to the Hopecast. Here we have conversations on finding life. Welcome to the Hopecast. <laughs> My name is Drew. I'm laughing about that. I'm like, I <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know when
1: you overthink a simple thing? Uh-huh. Like, how am I going to say welcome? Well, oh my then gosh. it's
0: going to come out weird.
1: Can I tell a behind-the-scenes <laughs> story? This is like a little bit of stuff. Like, if you listen to this podcast, you're going to get a little behind-the-scenes thing. Oh, God. Okay. You said when you overthink a simple thing? Yeah. Okay. Um, I've had a few times in ministry life when I have been leading the Lord's Prayer in a large corporate prayer environment— and my mind has gone blank on it. Okay. I know the Lord's Prayer almost as well as I know my name. Sure. But somehow you 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 blank <laughs> out. You lose your train of thought. And here's one thing I've learned. You probably learned this. When you blank out, just be quiet. Don't take stabs at it because your stabs at it miss it and you get it wrong. <laughs> right? So just be quiet until you have it again. But you feel so dumb. Like this is the Lord's prayer. Right. And I, I, a couple times I have botched it and, <laughs> and it's such a weird thing. It's like having the yips in golf. Now I'm nervous about it. Right. <laughs> so I'll get over it. It's like having shanks in golf. I'll get over it. But once you've done it, you start thinking, okay, our father who art in heaven, Forgive us our bread as we sin against each other. And you're like, oh, no, oh, no. I can feel it slipping. Oh no. I can feel it slipping. And it literally, I mean, I know it like I know my name. So anyway, this is a little behind-the-scenes thing. If people are like, hey, what's it like behind the scenes sometimes? Uh, there are some things that happen like that occasionally. So, Oh, my gosh. If someone's
0: just a little too quiet up on the stage, you wonder.
1: Yeah, well, actually, something. it's an invitation – be sympathetic because they're probably panicking and they probably are like, how can this be happening?
0: Oh man. So, Oh, the number of times that stuff like that happens uh, when you're just up front and for right.
1: people. So oh. years ago I heard somebody say, you know, the difference between an expert and an amateur uh, experts are so used to making mistakes that they flow with them easily. Hmm. Amateurs aren't, they just don't have enough experience, so a mistake totally rattles them. Derails the whole and thing. And they, they, like, totally fall off the horse because oh. they're just not used to it. Yep. Experts have so much experience that they know mistakes happen, and they can just kind of keep going pretty seamlessly with the mistakes. Oh, man. It's not that the experts don't. Well, the point is it's not that the experts don't make mistakes. They've made a lot it's of It's that them. they're used to it enough. They know it happens, and they kind of know how to move through it more seamlessly.
0: Ah. Oh. <laughs> well, that's so funny. Um so today we're going to be talking about uh a topic uh that's so helpful. I think I think if you're listening and you've ever had struggles with church environments or religious organizations, this potentially has been something that's crossed your mind. Um I know it's crossed my mind and I know a lot of people that I've talked with have wrestled with this and it's what what about church environments that we can get into? um, that can almost feel like deadening environments rather than giving us life, um, environments that feel so legalistic, so controlling. And eventually, um, we just don't feel like we're finding any life there. And David, this past weekend, you talked about, uh, this idea as watering our soul with Roundup. My dad, uh, is really, really good with grass. yeah, And I learned early on that Roundup kills everything. If you just want to kill the weeds, you use weed be gone. But if you use Roundup, you're killing everything. Right. And um so when you talk about Roundup for the soul, it's it's something that is deadening. Talk about this topic and yeah. share more of your thoughts here cuz I think there's a wealth of so, things we could
1: learn. So okay, so I think we're we're well into the metaphor now that we're seeing a your soul as a garden and we're seeing it as things that grow in a garden, right? So we uh, presumably, we're talking about wanting to see our souls grow. So the picture is a garden that's lush, and it's full, and it's growing nicely, and it's green, and it's verdant, and it's fruitful, and all the other words. So um, yeah, uh, actually using weed be gone, uh, that's probably a good thing. We'd like to get rid of the weeds in our soul.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but to pick up on the way you're saying it, let's say you have... Uh, we have this green watering can at our house, right? Because mm-hmm. it's in our backyard, and if we've got stuff, we're watering. Uh, sometimes we fill it with water, and we end up using half of it. So sure. It's like a two-gallon, three-gallon watering can. Yep. So there may be a gallon in it. Yep. Let's just say you had this green plastic watering can. Let's say you had two of them. Okay. Now, I know the metaphor doesn't work, but people will understand. Let's say you had Roundup in one of them, and you had weed Be Gone in the other but you hadn't actually labeled the watering cans. Hmm. And <clears throat> it would be a good thing to put weed be gone in, you know, in the right places. But if you meant to put weed be gone, but you actually use Roundup, you're like, oh no, I killed everything, <laughs> right? You want to kill the weeds. You want to get rid of that stuff. So if we're using the metaphor that our soul is like this garden, we would like to kill the weeds, yeah, right? The sin patterns, the places that are unhealthy in sure. us. Sure. Um, uh, we could go on and on with like, what are weeds in our souls? But I think people get the idea. We would like to, we would like to kill the weeds. There's a whole nother metaphor. You probably heard this, uh, when you're growing a lawn, if you really spend your energy on growing the grass, Grow the grass, and in time, the grass will choke out the weeds. Hmm. Okay, there's, that's a theory. I don't, I'm no grass expert, <laughs> but that's a theory, right? So, spend your energy on growing the really healthy stuff, and sure. in time, the really healthy stuff overcomes the unhealthy stuff. I don't know if it's true. I've heard it as a as an idea. So, I use the phrase um, that there are religious environments where perfectionism is elevated. It's actually a false it's deceptive. I use the phrase, the perfection deception, hmm. but the picture is that, hey, we're going to be perfect. Hmm. We're going to get holy enough. We're going to get good enough. We're going to get our act together. And what comes with these kinds of environments subtly over time is this uh, very punitive thread that runs in the air of these kind of environments and then what happens is these environments become false because everybody knows in actuality that we're not perfect and can't be perfect but the environment is saying you've got to be so everybody starts showing facades to each other that look perfect when the fact of the matter is we all know that behind the facades nobody is right so so it's a perfectionist Kind of holiness environment, yeah, um, it is punitive in the air, and it creates falseness and disingenuousness uh in our communications relationships, and all that kind of stuff together yeah. um, it's a legalistic, perfectionistic kind of environment, and the point I was trying to make is. Those environments are like trying to water our souls with roundup legalistic perfectionist environments they sound like they 're the real deal. Mm. they sound like they 're what really serious you know Christians are doing yeah like if you 're here you 're really a serious Christian, right um, but they 're false yeah they uh, the biblical clarity is grace that god 's grace is the overriding reality. Grace is watering our souls with living water. Mm. Perfectionism and punishing environments is watering our souls with Roundup. Mm. They project that they're the real deal, that they're the right way to do it. But everybody's soul that's been in those environments over time, the souls are just all shriveled up. Mm. They're just brown and withered, and there's no no vitality, no love, no humanity it's all this manipulative, um, superficial, false environments. Yeah.
0: Well, in in those environments, um, and some of us have been in some of those environments, it's not necessarily that they'll come out and say, you have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. It's like you said, and now sometimes they might, but it's like you said, there's a punitive way in the air. There's um, a way of living and doing life together as a church or as an organization that feels deadening. Um, Can you speak a little bit more to what that might look like? Are there certain phrases that are in your mind when you say that? Like, are there certain things that you think we could say in a church that we would be better to avoid saying because they create these environments of this Mm -hmm. expectation of perfection rather than grace?
1: Well, To try to pick up on what I think you're asking, Um, these environments tend to be sort of the fire and brimstone, punitive types of Christian environments. Now, at this point in the discussion, I think it is worth asking, well, are there any balance points that we're looking for here? Sure. Because pursuing godly character is a biblical virtue. It's a good thing to do and in a biblical way if you really love the lord it will be natural that yeah. you will desire to please him yeah but you see this is a this is a character formation based on love at the center of the relationship not based on punishment as the core driver right nobody grows to really full fruitful discipleship as a christian except that they grow on the fuel of god's love and grace mm. you can behave you can perform you can do a lot of christian externalities in an environment that is perfectionistic and punitive yeah but a heart that grows to a thriving disciple yeah grows when it's watered with love and grace, not with punishment and legalism. Oh, that's so good. So so Ugh. a church that is peddling punishment and legalism um is is defeating itself. It it's actually getting the exact results it doesn't want to get. Hmm. But to be kind, these things can be so um long standing that people don't know better, Mm -hmm. right? So in some cases, I want to be actually very gracious. You could go into environments like this, and the people that are in leadership, they may not know any different. Mm. It may just be what their grandparents taught, their parents who taught them, and it's all they've ever known. Right. So I want to be kind uh, in sort of this, right? Absolutely. And I want to be kind in general with respect to the church and different churches but it is it is god's love and grace yes along with his truth where our souls really grow mm. not not in environments that are legalistic and punitive they they create false environments we go to church and we all know we're living some kind of strange game we're living some kind of external facade that we all know isn't true then we start actually feeling false to ourselves right but we're not exactly sure why and what's going on there. And all those feelings I'm just talking about, they're like watching a green plant Mm. start turning brown. Mm. They're like watching it begin to wilt. A a plant doesn't have words to describe that its photosynthetic process is declining. It just begins to slowly wilt. That's what happens to souls in these kinds of environments. But again, I'm I'm nervous that some people are going to say, so you're just saying... You can just do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. No, no, no. No. I'm talking about a a New Testament balance where the love of God has moved us to the degree that our hearts deeply desire to please Him. That will result in character formation, and yes, I'll use the word holiness, that's based on love. When it's based on this punitive, manipulative environment, um, there's a falseness it It's a superficial externality, okay, and it's real easy now to go to the Gospels and see Jesus talking to the Pharisees, yes, yep, you're like whitewashed tombs, yep, you look good on the outside, yep. but on the inside, you're full of dead men's bones, Wow, that's what Jesus said to these guys, oh, you're like um, you're like utensils. That are supposed to be used in the temple for holy purposes, you've cleaned the outside so when everybody looks at them from a distance, they're shiny and silvery, but on the inside, they're full of filth. Hmm. I mean, Jesus said that kind of stuff to those religious leaders because they were missing the point. And it was all about external behavior right. and legalism. Right. That the actual motivation for
0: this, that's going to yeah. actually create sustainable, mm-hmm. continuous life change, mm-hmm. is going to come
1: from love at the core. Mm-hmm. S- sustainable gardening. Sustainable gardening.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so good. Well, and it it reminds me of, Paul talks about this when he talks about the law um, in one of the letters to the Corinthians. So Paul was a New Testament writer, for mm-hmm. those of you who are listening, and if Paul, When Paul was writing, he says this about the law. He says, I wouldn't have thought about coveting if it weren't that the law told me not to covet. So I start thinking over and over again, don't covet, don't covet, don't covet. And I became the type of person that just coveted because it was always on my mind. It's that sort of concept. It's, you like, say, it's
1: like praying about your worries to such a degree that actually when you pray about your worries, all you're doing is worrying toward God. Yes. You're just worrying in a God direction, oh. right? So you've lost actually praying about your worries and now really what you're doing is you're calling it prayer but you're just worrying in God's direction and and you have you've, you've you've believed that you're praying but you're really not you're just worrying in a in a God direction and it's roundup and it's roundup for your soul
0: oh my gosh all, all right, right well thanks, we're out of David. time Drew. thank you guys we'll talk to you guys next time Hope cast is a ministry of Hope Church in Richmond Virginia. You can find us online at www.hopecentral.com.